thank you very much, Scott. Thank you very much, Eleni, uh, for having me here. This uh, is really great honor, and I feel uh, very pleased to 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 uh, to be able to <coughs> contribute um, to this uh, conference on. Uh, on uh, yeah, what we still call Kittler, and um, although the semantics of this proper name is some indicated will always uh, be changing, at least for the next years, I think. And there have been already in this in this in this ongoing discussion so many things that I would like to comment on, uh, but I think I um, because I, I don't think that we. Uh, said already everything that has to be said about the proper name issues and because proper names indeed play a very crucial role and it's not about it's not only about heroic names it's uh, I think it's even more um, interesting if you if you look at the discursive strategies of Kittler um, proper names are some kind of little bombs that he very carefully placed inside of his texts and uh, there are like um, um, like in there, there there's a there's a, a phrase that you very often meet in Hitler's text in German it's den es gab den uh, there was someone by the name of and this is a little bump for for instance by this by this phrase he 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 he, he blew up the 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 the, the um, the, the captain in Goethe's Wahlverwandtschaften, what is this, chosen affinities, this elective uh, affinities, uh, there is this anonymous captain. And it was Hitler's great uh, desire to, to turn this fictitious, or fictitious figure into a historical person. And he did. And then you have this, it's like a, like a monument, this sentence, when he came, denn es gab den Hauptmann, because there was the Hauptmann, the captain, and then comes the name, Karl Friedrich von Müffling. Yeah? This is a, so so he, this is a part of his uh, cryptology. You know, he reads text like 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 they are deciphered, and uh, and and what is encoded in there are very often proper names, and and telling these proper names does something with uh, with the text. It changes it completely, at least. That was uh, Gittler's view that it would change the text completely if we replace an ideal fictitious figure with an historical person. But let's uh, <coughs> let's come to my my um, not so interesting uh, <laughs> um, things that I've written down for today. <coughs> to give an example of the denunciatory attitude of critical thought. Bruno Latour, in his book on the modern cult of the fictitious gods, quotes a Chinese proverb. When a wise man points to the moon, the fool looks at the finger. It appears to me that this proverb resonates perfectly with an anecdote Friedrich Kittler told once about Niklas Luhmann and himself. Riding together in a taxi from some airport, Friedrich tried to explain Luhmann that in contrast to social systems, Switching circuits cannot exist without an input and output. Herr Kittler, Luhmann answered, it is as it always was, it is as it was already in Babylonia. A messenger rides through the city gate. 
Some, like me, ask what kind of message he brings. Others, like you, ask what kind of horse he rides. Friedrich decided to take the fool's side. The wise guys know that it is not the finger or the horse which is the message, but their role is just to act as a medium which lets us recognize or receive the relevant object, be it the moon or be it information. Not that fools are not interested in the moon. They are, in fact, a little bit too much interested in the moon, or why else do you call them lunatics? But obviously, they have a problem to accept a notion of media or mediators that ascribes them the role of humble servants, servants that assist the subjects and objects to do what they want to do, but have no agency of their own. Well, the lunatics say media like nature in Heraclitus love to conceal themselves. But that, is, but that does not mean that they have no agency. On the contrary, their foreclosure always allows them to rule and make those who are subjected to their rule believe that they are autonomously acting, perceiving and thinking systems. But what is more? The fools do not even believe that, on a closer look, it was possible to distinguish properly between the finger and the moon, or the horse and the message. Luhmann's answer prompted, only prompted Hitler to tell Luhmann how, in the case of systems theory, the horse was part of the message. That systems theory originated from electronic circuitry, the feedback loops of which granted the possibility for a design of a general science called cybernetics, after the Second World War, which, after it had been stripped of its embeddedness in material switching circuits and bodies, could acquire the dignity of a sociological theory or even philosophy. This end of the anecdote needs two commentaries. The second one I will give you at the end of my talk. The first one is that Kittler always had been a Nietzschean historian, that is, a gene genealogist who firmly believed that telling the history of something, especially the history of an idea of, or of a concept, would change that something in a fundamental way. Concepts, ideas, theories are like houses that are haunted by the dead persons that are buried inside and forgotten. Hitler's obsession, therefore, is more appropriately called media genealogy than media archaeology, for it is to quote Geoffrey Withrop Young, nothing less than a hardware-based reboot of Nietzsche's genealogi genealogi genealogical dismantling of all our cherished historiographical conventions. What I would like to do here, in short, are three things. First, to give a short characterization of what media were after Hitler, in the sense of according to Hitler with regard to the misunderstandings that evolve from the fact that media studies, as well as cultural studies, do mean two very different things in the Germanosphere and the Anglosphere. Second, to sketch out some of the characteristic features of Kittler's understanding of the relationship between history and media, which can be summed up as the idea that since the beginning of writing, new media always contained the old media in the McLuhan sense, until there appeared one über-medium into which disappeared not only all technical media, but also writing. Third, I will end with some, with some reflections what media and media studies could mean after the end of ontolo ontologically legitimized media. 
As Winthrop Young has pointed out, German media theory is an observer construct from non-German-speaking countries. This applies, first of all, to the translation of a piratical use of the concept of media into a theory of media, which in return then gave rise to the puzzled question what that theory actually was. What arose in the 1980s between the Black Forest and the French border and has come to be associated with the name of Friedrich Kittler was never able to give itself an appropriate name. It definitely wasn't media theory. One of the early candidates was media analysis, Medienanalyse. Sam will remember. <laughs> A term des uh, designed to indicate a paradigmatic replacement of both psychoanalysis and discourse analysis, thus affirming both an indebtedness to and a technologically informed distancing from Lacan and Foucault. But it just didn't work. The soon-to-be brand-named intellectual product that emerged in the 1980s was not primarily concerned with the theory or history of individual media. This was already the province of individuals' disciplines such as film studies, television studies, computer science, radio research, and so on. Rather, its focus was literature. It strove towards histories of the mind, soul, and senses, removed from the grasp of literary studies, philosophy, and psychoanalysis, and thus ready for transfer to a different domain, media. But because media were less of a focus than a change of the frame of reference for the traditional objects of the humanities, to quote Kittler's infamous words, it was a matter of expelling the spirit from the humanities, the traditional objects of research that define communication studies, i.e. press, film, television, radio, were never of great interest. Much like crew members of British ships of the line in the 17th century deserted their ships only to board them again as pirates, media analysis deserted literary studies to board them again and to replace the emphasis on authors or styles sustained, with a sustained attention to inconspicuous technologies of knowledge such as index cards, writing tools, typewriters, discourse operators such as quotation marks, pedagogical media such as the blackboard, media like phonographs or stereo sound technology, or disciplining techniques like alphabetization. These media, symbolic operators and drill practices were located at the base of intellectual and cultural shifts. As indicated by Hans-Ulrich Gumbrecht's famous catchphrase, this changing of the humanities frame of reference aimed to replace the hegemony of understanding, which inevitably tied meaning to a variant of subjectivity or self-presence, with the materialities of communication, the non-hermeneutic nonsense, as the base and abyss of meaning. Friedrich Kittler had always been a code-breaker. The fundamental drive behind his analyses had always been the basic assumption that the fictionality of literary characters or the generality of philosophical concepts always was a mere trick to conceal a real historical person or some kind of power relation. Behind the masks of humanity, truth, or the spirit, you have to dis discover what in Kittler German was called Klartext, a term from cryptology, the clear text 
of power relations and the materialities of media, which, as you all know, always already determine the situation in which human beings are able to write, to love, to, for to know, to forget. Kittler's method of knowledge was not interpretation, but to present some kind of document from the archives of media history, history of mathematics or military history, and to demonstrate that and how the first text could be mapped onto the second. The distinctive, the distinctive feature of this kind of knowledge, which is acquired not without a considerable pinch of critical paranoia, is the irreducible onticity, if there is such a word, or facticity or worldliness of the transcendental. One could call it a materialistic transcendentalism or an ontified ontology. It is a knowledge which resolutely pitted hexeitas against quiditas, if you allow me to use these scholastic terms which Friedrich loved so much. It is a knowledge which intended at all times to protect the concrete from the generalities, the irreducible singularities from the universals. In one respect, Kittel always remained a literary scholar, if not a philologist. Media basically were operations of writing and reading, including the writing and reading of numbers and analog data. The talk of mass media, or the very notion of it, was politics in the sense that it served only to deceive the people about what was really going on, which are the histories of the signifier and the fate of the humans whose existence, according to Lacan, is moored to the fate of the signifier. Any approach to communication that places media within the so-called public sphere will systematically misconstrue the abyss of power relations in and from which media operate. Against the communicative reason as an alleged telos of mass media and against the technophobe obsession with semantic depth, the partisans of the signifier unmoored from meaning and reference turned towards the history of communication engineering that had been blocked out by humanist histori historiography. But this media analysis always already operated across a historical abyss which separated media technology from the codebreakers who deciphered their code in the history of literature or philosophy or anthropology or art or whatever. Something happened in the history of writing and reading operations and that is the appearance of a writing or inscription which does not only process human writing but is able to write and read by itself. To quote from the beginning of gramophone film typewriter. Once formally distinct data flows are turned into standardized, standardized series of digitized numbers, any medium can be translated into any other. With numbers, everything goes. Modulation, transformation, synchronization, delay, storage, transportation, scrambling, scanning, mapping. A total media link on a digital base will erase the very concept of medium. Instead of wiring people and technologies, absolute knowledge will run as an endless loop. Since the basic notion of distinct media in the plural became questionable, the ontological status of media in the present became that of a simulation which had the only function to attach human beings to machines. The only thing that counts, Kittler wrote 20 years ago in an article entitled There is no software, is the implosion of a writing scene 
which otherwise would probably, probably still be called, as in Hegel's idealism, the world spirit. With the miniaturization of all signifiers to the size of molecules, the act of writing itself disappeared. In an article on media of communication, Kittler drew up an even bolder design of how the computer came to mean the end of media history. First step, convert communication systems into information systems. Because they do not only control the transmission of information, but also the transportation of people and goods, communication systems involve a large spectrum of different media, from streets to language, as you can read in McLuhan's Understanding Media. But nevertheless, communication systems can be reduced to information system systems. It's easy, at least if you are Kittler. First, information means news, and news are nothing but commands. According to the etym etymology of the German word for news, which is Nachrichten, which literally means danach richten, that is to comply with something, and second, people, according to Niklas Luhmann, are nothing but addresses that enable the calculation of more communication. Goods, finally, according to Marcel Moos and Claude Lévi-Strauss, are nothing but data in a system of exchanges between people. Now, since data give rise to the operation of recording, addresses give rise to the operation of transmission, and commands give rise to the operation of processing, every system of communication that consists of these three operations can be analyzed as a system of information. Second step, there is a history of communications media only because and only as long as these operations are not yet implemented in physical machines. Quote Kittler, the history of these technologies comes to an end after machines not only took over the transmission between addresses and off addresses and the storage of data, but also the processing of commands. Those of you who know Kittler German know also about the semantics of the famous Kittlerian bekanntlich. A word which has implications of which the translation, as is generally known, gives only a weak impression. With bekanntlich are introduced either facts known only to insiders, or facts of which the world historical implications are only known to insiders. Thus, the decisive historical data in Kittler's account of this story are bekanntlich. In his paper on computable numbers from 1936, Alan Turing invented first a theoretical machine which is able to write, read and erase zeros and ones. He showed, second, that the description of such a machine could be transformed into a finite number so that it could be read by another Turing machine. And third, proved that there is a universal machine which is able to simulate all other machines as long as these machines or programs are finite, so that the UTM simulating them would come to a halt. Claude Shannon's mathematical theory of communication from the 1940s proved, bekanntlich, that it was possible to scan any kind of analog data and convert them into digital values with an error rate, error rate which could be made arbitrarily small. With PCM, pulse code modulation, Shannon, Oliver and Pierce invented, bekanntlich, the engineering solution 
by which digitization could be technologically implemented. In Lacanian terms, the consequence of Turing's and Shannon's accomplishments was that the symbolic could become coextensive with the real, since the real in the sense of real numbers now turned into computable numbers. Or in other words, the analog world can be computed by the universal discrete machine and thus becomes part of the digital world, the world of the symbolic. If people think they still read and write, this is, according to Kittler, only a software effect. Writing, he wrote, is an apparently infinite chain of translation, translation operations, which link the command codes, the extension of which is a hardware configuration, via assembler and the programming languages to the natural language of the users. After writing and reading had bid farewell to the humans, these were kept as domestic animals in a huge bubble of the imaginary called the internet, or even worse, social media. In Kittler's thinking, the term social media could only, could only be an empty tautology after the very concept of the medium had been erased. Their the consumment of the media led as a consequence to a software explosion, which some people still confuse with the social. What then are media after the media? Media, media, media. First of all, they are still around. But since Turing's and Shannon's machines and procedures have been implemented, they are no longer real, they are deontologized and become more and more like actors that only play what they once had been, like William Frederick Cody, who ended up playing Buffalo Bill in Wild West shows. Or to borrow an image from Geoffrey Winthrop Young, quote, like impoverished aristocrats reduced to work as tourist guides on their former estates, media have been moved to the boundaries of the computing machine where they now function as subaltern interfaces between it and us. Their helpful sounds and pretty images, media are concessions to subdigital human processing capabilities. Pretty much like in the Matrix movies, they have the sole function to deceive the humans of the fact that they are kept like farm animals by the machines which make those animals believe in a world made of social relations only to exploit them easier as resources. Needless to say that Kittler had only feelings of contempt for media studies that fell into the trap of the software industry and meddled with social media. Although I have not much sympathy for it, I understand at least why Kittler turned his back to a presence running idle within the loops of the so-called social media and turned to the alleged origins of mathematics, music, love, and knowledge in ancient Greece. But what can be an alternative for those of us who have, not, who have decided not to pay homage to Aphrodite for the rest of their academic lives? <laughs> Remember the anecdote about Kittler and Luhmann? I still owe you the second commentary on it. Kittler's insistence in the fact that all systems need an input and an output points to his ontological concept of media. Modern metaphysics, Heidegger said, founds an epoch in which being is interpreted as objectiveness. The techniques of this epoch 
that have the power to call something into being are the techniques of representation. Only what can be represented is an object. That is, only what can be represented is at all. Friedrich's technologized version of this techno-ontology was the formula, nur was schaltbar ist, ist überhaupt. Only what can be realized as a switching circuit is at all. Implementation as wiring is the precondition of being. With regard to social systems, if social systems do not possess some kind of input-output terminals, they do not exist at all. If we take wiring in its broadest possible meaning, then Kittler's techno-ontology resonates in a quite surprising way with Bruno Latour's ontology of scientific facts and technical objects. Like Kittler, Latour insists on the necessity to open up the black boxes of abstract concepts like the social, objects and philosophical generalities and to, de and to demonstrate by what inconspicuous means they are fabricated and how sociologists and philosophers are made to believe in the autonomy of concepts, ideas, or facts. The reasons why actor network theory meets nowadays with an increasing approval in German media theory we can discuss later. Here I wish to point out only some surprising overlaps. Although ANT never summed them up under the generic term of media, ANT always knew and addressed media. Photography, inscriptions, the printing press, maps, scientific instruments of classification and visualization. In a recent interview, Latour has tagged his famous immutable mobiles without further ado as media in the sense of McLuhan. As is generally known, Bekanntlich, again, immutable mobiles are highly specialized and therefore inconspicuous media of inscription and transmission, the operative concatenation of which constitutes scientific, of which constitutes scientific practice. Traces and imprints, sketches, map, perspectival projections, tables, diagrams, notational systems and procedures of visualization. The Latourian version of Kittler's techno-ontology would read, only what remains stable in the wiring of immutable mobiles is at all. Wiring in Latour's terminology would be enchaînement, that is concatenation, but also the processing of data by a computer program. The referent of scientific knowledge, the fact, is produced by the concatenation of immutable mobiles, and that referent remains solid or real as long as it survives all translations without any intolerable transformations. Like in Kittler's materialistic media theory, it is not the macro subjects like society, the spirit, freedom, the market or progress which fuel de developments, but the storage, transmission and processing of data and codes. Despite these interesting overlaps, a main obstacle which restrains the possibility to simply translate ANT into German media analysis is the focus of ANT on the notion of action, which is opposed to the focus on the notion of knowledge in German media theory, which is of course a heritage of Foucault's archaeology of, of knowledge. The dominant question in German media theory and history was not how agency is distributed among human and non-human actors, but the question what the distinctions are by which juridical, medical or anthropological knowledge operates 
and what the technical conditions of data processing are on which those distinctions are based. Another problem is that in French the term media designates mass media, which is the reason why Latour had to introduce another term, which he borrowed from Antoine Ignon, the term of the mediator. The translation formula would be, media in the German sense are mediators in the sense of Ignon, under the premise that this term is not restricted to human beings, but comprises the whole Hermes complex in the sense of Michel Serre. I suggest, I suggest, therefore, the term mediator object. Nevertheless, there are interesting possibilities of theoretical convergences. For instance, it might be possible to interpret the fair fair, which describes in Latour the agency of the mediators, as a weak version of Kittler's technical a priori. A&T is interested in the power of mediators to make other actors spring into action. If you attenuate a bit the obsession of A&T with action, one could include into the power of mediators the agency not only to make other actors do something, but to make them appear first of all, or to call them into being. Mediator objects not only really do something, they make something real too. If one gave up not only the concept of the network, because this concept has all too often been confused with technical networks and the management theories and utopian ideas of politics related to them, but also the concept of action, because this concept attaches A&T to the tradition of hylomorphism, as Tim Ingold criticizes, one would not only have to speak of an actor-media theory, as some, do, as some do now in Germany, but also of an onto-media theory, or less grandiloquent of a performative realism. Not make do, but make present, or even make exist. It seems to me, therefore, that it is necessary to give up the old opposition between action and being, which characterized for such a long time the difference between Anglophone and Germanophone philosophies, and to understand after Latour and after Kittler that the one is implied within the other. If this could be achieved, then it would be possible to productively connect to Kittler's philosophy, if there is one at all, which consists in re-entering the ontic ontological difference into the ontic. As you know, the fool's preference for the finger or the horse, for the nonsensical, is also known and has often been derided as techno-determinism. With Latour, this critique can be deciphered as a version of the anti-fetishism of the moderns. To mistake the indexical mediator, the finger, as the object which possesses the agency to make the moon appear and shine, is in the eyes of the moderns a clearly fetishist belief. In the same way, to held technical media responsible for the historically contingent concepts of art, technology, knowledge, gender, the subject, and so forth, can be derided as fetishist naivete, too. Latour has deconstructed this fetishist belief as something which is produced by the critique of the anti-fetishists in the first place. Anti-fetishism, like anti-techno-determinism, are structured in a, in a schizophrenic way. The so-called moderns, on the one hand, consider the idea that media mediator objects possess autonomous agency as primitive, 
and they will explain to everybody who believes in the power of fetishes that this power is fabricated by himself. On the other hand, they are highly convinced that scientific facts, after they have been established, are nothing fabricated, but autonomous, notwithstanding how many mediators have been involved in their making. But mediator objects are neither facts nor fetishes, nor is their agency a matter of belief or disbelief. They are, quote Latour, the wisdom of a passage, from thing to sign, from the fabricated to the real, from horse to message, and from finger to the moon, and vice versa. The question is not what is active and what is passive, what is form and what is matter, what is an idol and what is an image, but whether there exists an operationalized, indexical or didactic connection between the active and the passive, action and being, form and matter, and so on. The factish thus subverts the distinction between fact and fetish, determinism and non-determinism, as well as the distinction between modern and pre-modern. Herein lies the critical potential of Kittler's and Latour's theories, despite their obvious differences and beyond the anti-fetishist and anti-media theoretical attitude of critical thought. The existence of something and its mode of existence is based on the wiring of ontic operations in which the didactic is opera operationalized. In my opinion, it is the concept of the fetish, the fetish, which opens up the possibility to develop Kittlerian media studies further, beyond and without Kittler's apocalyptic vision of the erasure of the concept of the medium and the end of media history. Thank you.